episode four yes. cutscene convos. Mm. I One have thing. had a crazy busy week at work. So I have not seen that much new stuff on the internet. It's been it's been a pretty quiet one in general based on what I have seen. We had some new Batman posters. Yep. Um I can't remember much else. I'm probably forgetting things. Like I said, it's been been a crazy busy week. Um but we've still got some stuff to talk about. We got yes. a couple of things that aren't what we've spoken about so far. And I just think we've we've still got some interesting stuff to talk about that allows us to um go into an area we haven't got into before. So I think we're gonna get cracking with another character profile. Yep. And uh, I don't this think, week I'm just gonna say I don't think this was still. Um, there shouldn't be any spoilers for anything this week. I don't think we're talking about anything that's already out this week. So I think we should be good to go. Yeah, we should be. If anything crops up that might include spoilers, we will give a little warning beforehand. We will do. Um, this week's character profile is on Midnight Man, who is a, a main antagonist of Moon Knight in the comics, and then is expected to be a main antagonist in the Moon Knight TV show that's coming up. Which we touched on last week, so if you haven't watched, listened to last week's episode, go listen to it now. So, um, <laughs> Midnight Man is a very... When I started reading about him, I was actually quite surprised by the style of character he was, bearing in mind the style of character Moon Knight is. <laughs> so what I mean by that is Midnight Man, who uh, is known as Anton Mogar, is a okay. rare jewel and art thief. A Which, classic. Yeah, but it just doesn't seem like the kind of um, character I could see Moon Knight in my head going up against because he seems more worried about like violent criminals and stuff. But I, uh, I did think that was quite cool. Um, as I'm sure you geniuses out there have already put together, he's called Midnight Man because as a jewel thief and stuff like that, he works at midnight. He, he's coming and going in the night, never being seen, which is where it came from. Very imaginative as always. <laughs> um so it's it's really interesting because he was um a very rich person he was a socialite who was almost like um in it full of thrill of it i mean he obviously made his money through art but he made himself look more like a legitimate socialite um which is always quite a fun dynamic that gets played with a fair bit but um the first interaction he had with moon knight Moon Knight stopped him when he was stealing a Monet painting. Um, and as part of the fight, he fell into the sewers and got swept away, which caused him to be horribly disfigured and presumed dead for a long time. When he eventually clambered out of the sewers, he saw that his estate had been torn down because they knew he was the Midnight Man. All of his prized jewels had been repossessed, and he went crazy. Um, don't get me wrong... The disfigured, crazy, evil person approaches, um, especially in more modern times, not the most popular thing in the world. So I hope if they do go down that road, they don't go to an effort to make him look disfigured again. That is, that is um, a problem that disabled comic book fans have been asking people to stop because it promotes this idea of being disfigured means you're evil and scary, which obviously yeah. isn't good. Um, but this is this this character originally came from the eighties, and I don't think they play up to that too much anymore now. Um, but anyway, so he he became crazy, enraged. He was disfigured and angry at Moon Knight, and started living in the sewers, and collecting trash instead of rare jewels and stuff. That's how crazy he'd gone. He essentially just became I mean, a hoarder because the stuff wasn't valuable. One man's trash is another man's treasure. Yeah, exactly. So this led to a couple more fights between them over the years. In one such instance, him and another villain, I forget the name of, actually managed to trap Moon Knight in the sewers underground. Um, but eventually he broke out and that then caused Midnight Man to be swept away in the sewers again, again presumed dead. Um... So if we see Midnight Man in the Moon Knight TV show get swept away in a sewer, he's not dead, I'm telling you that now. <laughs> um, 
I mean, I think we can kind of, by the sounds of it, we can expect some point he's going to get swept away in a sewer. Yeah, it, and if they don't end up in a sewer, I will be surprised. Um, but after he got swept away the second time, he then found out he had cancer. So he reached out to his illegitimate son, who went by Jeff, Jeff Wild, was his name, um, and taught him everything he knew about stealing jewels and just all of his skills that he'd acquired over the years. But he made him promise not to become a criminal. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he he's almost... He's to break the law, but don't break the law. Yeah, no, he's kind of taught him the skills, but, like, find a better use for them. Um, okay. So then when Anton passed due to his terminal cancer, Jeff Wilde took up the moniker Midnight and actually tried to become Moon Knight's sidekick. Oh. And he was his sidekick for a little while, before eventually falling into villainy. Ah. So this could be really interesting, but what I did notice, now that I know more about this character in the trailer, is in the trailer of Moon Knight, a lot of it seems to be from Stephen Grant's perspective, who, as we discussed last week, is like the millionaire personality. Hmm. And bits of it are set in like England, I think there's a little bit in France and stuff. What if where the like that beginning interaction is Stephen Grant's gone to London to buy a famous painting and Anton Midnight Man is trying to steal said painting. Yeah, um, potentially. Based on what I've read, I don't think Midnight Man is the main antagonist of the Moon Knight TV show. He might be a secondary antagonist. But still, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out and especially going forward in the MCU... I will not be surprised if we see them have a bit of fun with the illegitimate son sidekick turned evil um, angle. I think they could have a lot of fun with that. So I, I think I'm on the same kind of track of you of like, it make like you said at the beginning, it seems like an odd villain for Moon Knight, but I guess with his personality of the rich, like the rich guy personality, kind of makes sense that those paths would cross and that's probably how they'll play it into the yeah, tv and show I think, and i think that's why people aren't expecting him to be the main antagonist they're expecting mm. him to be a secondary antagonist um but anyway i i found that quite interesting reading about that character and there's definitely some really fun stories to be told there throughout marvel um so it'll be interesting to see how they use them it could um, definitely be like a character that even just shows up in mention whenever there's like some situation of auctions or yes, like that criminal underworld of kind of like art, yeah, art what, and stuff. They're a really good um, character to allow Marvel to get back into that street level superhero. Mm. Um, and that kind of villain is what you need for street-level superheroes. Um, that's this is exactly what it is. They're not these people that you've got to find a way for your character to not kill them for all they've done. you just got to make them thieves and stuff like that. And you make them really skillful thieves. But, um, yeah, so I'm really curious to see how that plays out. Um, I don't have anything else to say about Midnight Man. Do you have any questions that I can try and fumble and answer? I was gonna. Well, one of my questions I'd written down because I didn't know anything about him was like, does like powers and stuff. But as you've said, explained like he's more just and based on what thief. I could see. Yeah, he's he's a highly skilled jewel thief who, as he got more and more experience, spent more and more money on gear to make himself undetectable. Essentially, yeah. So I definitely uh, think in the show, at least, he's kind of gonna be just a side like something that kind of is going on on the side from yes. the main story arc or whatever um well maybe, i think maybe just be more of a nuisance yeah to moon knight so, in whatever he's trying to do moon knight is although he's batshit crazy and a very proficient fighter he's also quite a good detective so they might use the main antagonist to show off the crazy brutal fight sequences and then use midnight man to show off his detective side as well 
Yeah. So they can use. So they're going to use. Hopefully, or I could see them using two villains to show off different sides of the character. Oh yeah, and kind of also help play into that split personality. Yeah, stuff. exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, no, but like I knew nothing about him. So yeah, this this show is going to allow Marvel to have a lot of fun with characters' origin stories. And stuff like that. I don't expect what I've told you about these characters' origins to be kept faithful. I expect oh, yeah. them to have a little bit of fun, as Marvel do, and as they do very well. Yeah, the, um, the show's always loose. Yeah, on... but it, what it does is it gives you the idea of kind of a little bit of what to expect, so you're not completely blindsided. Yeah, exactly. Um, so next, we're moving on to the biggest thing we've got coming up on the horizon. I think starting next week... We're going to maybe do some character profiles, although a lot of these characters from this are well-known. Um, mm-hmm. The Batman. I won't do a character profile on Batman unless <laughs> the comments are flooded by people going, I've never seen a superhero film, please explain Batman to me. But exactly. But, people, people, might, it's, people still might not know where Batman came from. <laughs> but I might do a little bit on the Riddler and the Penguin, because while they are very classic supervillain heroes... We are we trying have... to put. We are trying to cater more towards newer fans, and I wouldn't expect brand new fans to know them villains. Yeah, I know. So well. It's been a while since we've had the Riddler and Penguin, Penguin like, live on. action. Yeah, it's been a while since we've had them on the big screen. Yeah. So, uh, just just a little bit, just to get get people an idea of what to expect, especially with the style they're going for. Oh yeah. Um, so it comes out. March fourth, yeah, which is a Friday. So we're going to have an episode the day before. If there's a midnight showing, we'll probably record the episode and then both be shooting out the door to go watch the midnight showing. Um, so what that will do is that will give you guys a week to go out and watch it, so that you can then listen to us discuss it the following week without fear of spoilers. Yeah, what well, you'll get is an episode of us making a prediction about things, <laughs> and then the I think you can week, laugh at how wrong we are. Yeah, you'll find out how wrong we were, and, well, there we are. <laughs> but yeah, so like, March 4th. And yeah, then the new... I, I don't know what you excited. thought of the new poster, because, like... Oh, but, it's, it's a symptom of the success of Marvel and just Disney in general, that Disney, with Star Wars and Marvel and everything, love their big face posters. I they honestly, were cool at first. I'm sick of them. Yeah, I'm. it's like... The first posters that came out for Batman, like the red, really red silhouetted, yeah. just Batman, like that looks so much cooler to me. And it was like from a graphic design standpoint, like so much cooler. And I'm hoping we kind of start to steer away from this kind of style I, that they're releasing because that's a strange. There was always going to be a big face poster. Yeah, but. I want just do one, better. and then make loads of really creative ones. Because it's like, look at the Doctor Strange poster that came out. Yeah, the ones we've had from Doctor Strange so far have been crazy good. It was actually, and, you know, and like... even, and even again, this isn't a spoiler. Um, even the Spider-Man ones that have come out since the film the have been crazy. There's been some insane ones that you're like, why were you not releasing these before the well, film? Some of them you can kind of understand why they, but. No, but like a lot of them don't have spoilers. Like there's True. one where you got Tom Holland standing there with like a glass shatter effect around him. Yeah, I think. And like that's a really cool one that doesn't spoil anything that wasn't in trailers. Um, that would have looked awesome. Uh, yeah, I think Marvel's just got two in a. No, but Marvel wasn't in charge of the posters to this film because it's a Sony film technically. Oh. So as part of the Spider-Man deal with Marvel, Sony. Marvel just like make the film. Sony pay for the film. They get the money from the film. Yeah, and do the marketing. And the marketing and the toys and stuff. Oh, well, I mean, that explains why the Doctor Strange poster is much better. Yeah, Mar- Marvel have realised they can get away with one big face poster, but then they've got to make a bunch of other really cool ones. Yeah. Um, And I, the only problem I have with the new Batman one is it's like, I really wish the big face one would be the first one so that you can kind of forget about it and then move yeah. on to the fun creative ones. 
they've kind of done it in reverse. They've done really fun, creative ones. And then just before the film released, like, like here, boom, big face poster. Yeah. Um, but it's... it is what it is. I don't expect these style of posters to go away anytime soon, but I do expect people to realise that fans don't particularly like or want them. So make some fun, creative ones to go alongside them. Yeah, I think you're more like, I, I kind of hope they just move to these big face posters are kept for up the cinemas or on Bill, but like, but yeah. then across social media, they're more creative and stuff. Yeah, the, the big face posters are brilliant for trying to entice people who haven't really watched a lot and are unsure because they're going to see more faces and hopefully a face they recognize and go, oh, maybe it's worth watching. Yeah, um, exactly. But for diehard fans such as me and you, they're boring and played out. It is what it is. Yeah, I'm um, the same boat. But obviously, we, we discussed last week that the wrong t- run time had been released. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget the director's name, and I'm really sorry. That's a bit of a brain fart there. But he's been talking. Uh, Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves, thank you. He's been talking in the week because he's had some questions about interesting artistic choices. Um, and he's been defending them with all his might, as as I believe he should, because I think this film's going to look fantastic. But one that a lot of people hung up on is the uh, black eyeshadow that Robert Pattinson's wearing in a lot of the scenes, where he's like in the Batman suit, but without the cowl on. And he's like, Batman wears eyeshadow. There's no way he's wearing a cowl like that without eyeshadow on underneath. And yeah. I really love the theatric drama of it still being there, all smudged and sweaty looking after he's been out fighting crime. And I'm like, yes, that makes complete sense. It's just other directors haven't thought about that. In some of the other films, I think it might have been Tim Burton's Batman, you can literally see the black eye makeup on Val Kilmer's face. I might have the wrong Batman director there. Whoever the Tim Burton Batman was. I can't Uh, remember. You can see the black eyeliner literally on on his eyelids, and then the cloud comes off and they've wiped it off. And it's like, so you know you've had to put eyeliner on for the scene, but you then don't keep it yeah, whereas whereas matt reeves has gone no i love it it adds to the whole he he's essentially a glorified goth who's really grumpy at the world yeah i don't get, i don't get why people are so hung up on it like it's such a do you, do, you, do you want my honest opinion as to why people are hung up on it go on because a lot of diehard comic book fans still view robert patterson as just the guy from twilight yeah that that's all it is. If, if just this could have been trying to find things to yes, yeah. because they're worried it's not going to be good. And you know what? They've been burnt by a lot of bad films. I get why they're nervous, but I think they should be more excited. Um, I'm liking the style of the costumes we're seeing. So Catwoman's costume, or sorry, Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman's costume, at least for the trailer, and I assume for the majority of the film, is very much like a basic one. It's like a Cut, cut out balaclava and stuff. Yeah. Um, because they're all in the early days of like the Batman world in that in this film. Uh, Robert Pattinson's obviously a very young Batman. He's going to be very violent as Batman was at the beginning before he learned any kind of self restraint. He's going to make mistakes. He's going to have a lot more mythos around him. Mm-hmm. Um, I I personally I know that's a lot of mixed debate about it. I love the design of Paul Dano's Riddler in this. I I really like that entire like. He's almost like a taking the mick out of traditional horror villains. Yeah, I know because he's mean. like in the he's like in the big rubber suit that looks like he would just come out of the water. And the whole point is he's messing with people. The yeah, Riddler cause... is just a character with a huge brain and a huge ego. Yeah, this that... is the perfect way to do it. That's, I'm sure, like, we'll probably end up having an episode diving into Riddler, but, I'm, I, like, my understanding of Riddler was he's just kind of a very smart, like, he's not focused on how he looks. He's just trying to hide his appearance, and it makes sense yeah. that it's not going to be some, like, wild outfit put together, and it's probably just going to be, like, a pretty, yeah. kind of almost looks like anybody could put together. I think, while I'm okay with, like, a flamboyant Riddler, for the style of story they want to tell with Detective Noir, it wouldn't fit thematically. 
So yeah, instead, I think the kind of desire we've got is Batman is and like in Gotham, especially in his early days, Batman, no one really knew if he was actually a man or not. Like the, the henchman would go, I heard he has fangs. I heard he actually flies. I heard he has claws, blah, 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 blah. And he's like just depicted to be this monster. Mm-hmm. That's like, just like a guardian over Gotham. That's not really a person. And I think the way they've designed Riddler is almost supposed to be Riddler mocking Batman. Because he is, he's got like his weird mask on, he's got his hat, he looks like an 80s horror villain, and he's like, I'm a monster too. He's he's like mocking him almost. He's like, me and you both know we're just normal people, and I know I'm smarter than you, or I think I'm smarter than you, and I'm going to mock you for the fact that you're hiding behind this silly bat persona. Yeah, I agree. So I, I, I think they're really going to lean into more the Riddler trying to mock Batman. Yeah, and I think it's like, oh, it's like with your first point, like it just fits better. Yeah. With this film. What I'm really curious about is Colin Firth's Penguin, like role in the overarching story. Yeah, because we know that this is mainly focused on Riddler, right? The, the, uh, it, well, that's the sense we get from the. Uh, based on what we see and based on the trailers. It seems to be that Batman is very new to the city. He started to cause his supervillains to emerge, i.e. Riddler, mm-hmm. who's got on a serial killing rampage. He's got the police running scared because he's too intelligent for them. And he's decided playing with them's no fun. I want to play with the Batman. That's what we know for certain. Yeah. But we know that Colin First Penguin is involved. We saw him in one of the trailers in that car scene where you get the really cool shot of Batman walking like upside down because we're seeing it from Penguin's point of view. Mm-hmm. So clearly the Penguin is a decent enough part of the story, but I don't know to what end. I can't imagine they got an actor like Colin Firth for basically a cameo. So I imagine he is quite important in the overarching story. But I am curious to see how they use that. Yeah, I'm wondering if, like, because obviously Penguin's very much clued in. He's a businessman. Yeah, and clued in on what's going on in the underworld. Yeah. Like, I feel like he's going to be a pretty key point in, I guess, Batman figuring out who yeah. is the Riddler and stuff and kind of be a recurring, maybe also pain in the side for Batman. Yeah. I've also heard a recurring rumor that. We are going to have a post-credit scene where Ooh. Joker is teased. Ooh! So again, if this ends up being true, I guess spoiler warning. But at the minute, I don't know if it's true or not. If you don't want to know what it is, just I guess fast forward. But basically, at the end of the film, he catches Riddler and puts him in Arkham, and then it wow. kind of pans out slightly. And the Riddler starts chuckling to himself, and then you hear a deranged laugh from the cell next door. And everyone's going, if it's a deranged laugh, that's going to be teasing the Joker. Yeah. I mean... Obviously, we don't know if any of that's true or not. That could just be one person in the right place at the right time has made a joke about that, and then people have run with it. Yeah. Um... I'm not sure if I actually want a cutscene from this film. I'd rather them decide if it's worth pursuing this universe based on the fan reaction of this film. I... But I, I also understand they wouldn't want to miss out on a cutscene after a great film yeah. that's just going to build even more hype for a sequel. That's the thing. It's like, I like the idea of them doing it to leave it open in a way of like, look this could continue into more. Exactly. And like teases like what, like where this, like opens it up to the fact that if it is Arkham, it's like, look, there's a lot more we could take this if we want to and kind of tease that um, reception or whatever from the fans. But But I'm I'm interested. I think it's going to be really good. I'm fully locked in on this film. I've got a feeling it might get mixed reactions from the audience, but I feel like it's going to be a proper... I I don't like this word because it it feels very almost like I'm being an elitist comic book fan, which I don't want to be, but I feel like it's going to... I'll say pander more towards the hardcore fans. Yeah. 
Um, it makes which, sense because um, I mean, hope, hopefully, fans who have just come from like films and live action media fall in love with it as well. I really yeah. hope everyone enjoys it. But I feel like they're designing this film more towards the hardcore fans because they're the ones who keep on giving Warner Brothers a hard time on social media. Yeah, I'd agree, and I think I'm pretty sure Matt Reeves has talked about how he's looked at the 1980s like comic books and led yeah. into that more. So I I feel like it has the potential to please those people by being quite like true to the comics in a way, and I think if it's filmed well enough, just like the just style and cinematography of it all will please just like the cinema fans. Yes. Um, so um, I think it has the potential to be like a really, really good Batman film. I, I, I'm holding out a lot of hope for this film. Um, I'm going to be... Warner Brothers are as well. <laughs> I, I'm probably, this is probably the film that has the most potential to disappoint me that I've had in a while. Yeah. Um, I don't think Spider-Man had the potential to disappoint me like this because I was expecting to be disappointed. Um, I'm I'm really excited and nervous that it's not going to be what I want and that's going to leave me quite upset. Um, but I'm excited. It's always fun to see what's going to happen. Yeah, and um, you never know. Maybe this is what saves Warner Brothers and saves Maybe. DC. Maybe we can, but hope. Okay, so next I have, I guess, a fun little thing for us to try because, I mean, yes, in a, in a couple of months' time, we're going to be jam-packed with new stuff happening every week. But right now, it's a little bit slim pickings at the beginning of the year. So I thought, why not have a little brain exercise slash discussion where we maybe discuss a character, DC, Marvel, independent, whatever, that you'd like to see have their own live-action superhero film and how you'd kind of want it to run. Okay. Yeah? So do you want me yeah. to go first to get an idea of what I'm talking about? I mean, I, I get what... I, I can go first, because I... I okay, go for it. Go for it. So mine is less a superhero solo film, and maybe a bit of a meme, but also I would actually really love this, is if we got a Jimmy Woo... And I don't know if you realise who I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, from um i mean he was in ant-man and then he was in one division i would love kind of a jimmy woo tv series by disney plus so i remember there was a lot of push for this when one division came out everyone was like give us like an x-files style series with jimmy woo and i'm like yeah i'm i'm always here for more marvel content it brings out the universe but then WandaVision stopped, we were on to the next show, and everyone just kind of forgot about it. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. But like, I, I think it'd be really cool, because obviously we're in this weird point now where we had Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but we don't know if that's canon. But I liked, I never watched all of it, but I remember watching like early when it was coming out and i enjoyed the fact that we were getting like a look from the agent of shield side i'd love kind of like a jimmy woo thing where maybe he's going to these weird things and then it's like this kind of mesh of he's kind of becoming the middleman between shield and like he's finding these new people and then shields appearing and that so constant for a format of that would you want like a freak of the week style or would it be like a I, more like more like how the Disney Plus shows are already working? I would probably say because, like, I guess you could do like a six-part Disney Plus series, and it's like leads up to kind of him finding out about something, the investigation process, and like going like that whole like trying to track down these people or you could actually very easily just do each episode is a different mob that he's on freak, um, freak of the week is a format that's been a bit played out but i think with this kind of character style could work very well especially I, yeah i, I think, think you lay the comedy on thick oh yeah and you just kind of have fun with it. And here's the thing, you don't do anything in it that's vital to the entire universe. 
So if people don't like it, they don't have to watch it. They won't miss anything. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you've got to also remember, he is, like, he checked on, um, well, I can't think about man's actual name. Um, you, know, man, you mean Scott Lang? Scott Lang, that's it. He checked on him while he was on, like, house arrest, right? Yeah. So it's obviously, like, he has his essential day-to-day, and he's going to be, like, loads of stuff. So you could do kind of, like everything that's going on in a week and it's like one day he's off to go find out about i don't know someone some new weird thing that they've discovered and they're trying to work out what's causing it and it's some new superhero or, or um, he goes and a, checks in on four or something random do a 24 style series you know 24 i can't remember who's it uh jack, jack bauer yeah where it's 24 one-hour episodes and it's all supposed to run across the 24-hour period of time yeah, like the, um, you could have like sort of some chaos week where there's just yeah, he's bouncing around everywhere chasing all these different leads. Yeah, and then have I, I, random I cameos of Ant Man or something where he's just Scott Lang. He checks in on Scott Lang one episode or something. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean that'd be a fun kind of series. It, it would be a fun project. They would just they, they, there'd be some careful checks and balances there that needed to be had. Yeah. But it definitely, if done right could add a lot to people who are desperate for more content and kind of like filler like the fill yeah. the little gaps in the mcu exactly now i have another one that's a bit more of a serious answer go on then um which is getting like a bookie slash white wolf because obviously now we've seen where he's got to as a character after falcon and the winter soldier and like that prog- progress he's made as a from being the winter soldier to now the white wolf so to speak um i think it'd be kind of cool to maybe get a film that's just him on his own depends like if it fits in i don't know what you think on that um bucky as a character is very rich um they've done lots of character development with him that it would be nice. The problem that you could have with that is they've done so much good character development. I don't know if he's the main character of his own film that's going to be two plus hours long. Mm. How much more character development you can do. And if, if you don't do enough character development, everyone go leaves going, eh, wasn't really needed. Yeah. Yeah. While I would love a Bucky solo adventure, and if they got it right, it could be great. I see him being a, I don't want to call him a sidekick, but a side character in a couple more Marvel projects before getting his happy ending. Um, And that's just him there to help, ready to help out. Yeah. And I think we're going to see a happier version of that character now as well. Oh, yeah. Which I'm very excited for because, as most of the Marvel fandom does, I love Bucky and I just want him to be happy because the man's been through enough. I suppose the only other, a kind of other way they could maybe take it if they wanted to, but again, like it's one of those situations of is it really needed? Is like whether or not they do a film of him as Winter Soldier and go back in time. Um, now, if they want to give me Captain America Winter Soldier kind of espionage vibes, and before Spider Man, Winter Soldier was a million miles away, my favorite Marvel film. Mm-hmm. Um, if they want to give me that kind of vibe in a 1980s assassin Winter Soldier and give us a look from his view where you're trying to almost like a like a bit of a horror horror slasher type film where there's people just trying to get away from him and they can't stop him. I'd be here for that. But the problem is we know so much about kind of the yeah. past. It, it, they'd almost it's, it's struggle tough. to fit something in without us going, how didn't we already know about that? Yeah, that's, that's the thing. It's, like, it's one of those... You know, uh... but what I do like as a kind of mini concept for that, though, it's like a series of like six or seven shorts that are like five, ten minutes long where we see him committing some of the most famous assassinations. 
Mm. Now that would be really fun additional content that would make sense. Well, you know how they have the um, they have those few one shots, don't they? Mm-hmm. Like we could, they could maybe do something like that. Yeah, if they wanted to give us like three or four, five to ten minute long shorts of him, like the JFK assassination or stuff like that, mm. that could be really entertaining. The problem is a lot of the most famous assassinations of all time have something to do with presidents. And you know what Americans get like. Yeah, unless they show us all the behind the scenes of the uh, Tony Stark's parents being... Uh, Again, that would be off. a really cool show. Um, but yeah, I think it was, it's one of those things like I'd, I'd like more of Bucky. Um, it's kind of also... I guess now with the way that the story's progressed, it's kind of missed its chance of being a thing. Yeah, it's it's like, almost gone the Black Widow route of taking too long. Yeah, I think now, like as we were talking about it and stuff, it's like it probably would have fit him best. Like a good time to fit it in would have been when he was left in Wakanda and yeah. going through that process of healing, and they did it as like flashbacks. They could have done a film with him working with the Wakandans and helping them out. And yeah, lots of flashbacks littered in as he to show like the beginning of him dealing with the mental trauma. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think we sadly missed the boat on that one. But yeah, there were my two, my two ideas for some Okay, so see, see, now you've put me in a tricky situation. Because I have a Marvel character as well, and everyone's going to think everyone's going to think we hate DC, even though I love DC. Um, but my Marvel character, because I I just think it gives us a bit more room to have fun because of all the characters that already exist, would be a uh, Captain Britain. Ooh. Um. So Captain Britain, at least to my understanding, again I might be getting all confused with a different person, is basically Superman. Okay. But he wears a god-awful, ugly um, suit, similar in, like, coverage to Captain America's, but it's got a massive Union Jack on the front. Um, and I'm pretty sure at one time or another he's had a sidekick called the Union Jack. Um, oh. But anyway, as far as I understand, his power comes from the mythical sword Excalibur. Of course. Yeah. Makes because sense for, uh, Captain an, an American in the 70s writing anything about Britain has to involve Excalibur and Camelot in some way. Um, I don't know a lot about him, but because he's not a super big character, Marvel could have a lot of fun with the concept of him. What I would like to see, and at this point I don't care if this is close to the actual character, this is what I would like to see as like a retelling of the character, if you like. Mm is a British school teacher okay. um, working in central London with kids from poorer backgrounds trying really hard to make it work. Maybe he's got problems at home if he's got a girlfriend or something. Maybe he has no family. I don't know. He's, he's having a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. And you just get the impression that this man has not had much luck in his life, but all he ever tries to do is help people. Mm-hmm. And then he goes out, he goes to a, a, a pub, um, and he, he gets really drunk. He's stumbling around London. He ends up in a park where kids are setting fire to the in um, soft play in the centre of the park, like happens, sadly, all the time in England. Yep. Um, and he goes to put it out, stamping on it to put it out, and he like puts his foot through and falls through into like a catacomb. Okay. Where he finds Excalibur in the uh, in the stone. That'd be cool, yeah. Yeah. So then we can kind of get like a bit of imagery because I mean Excalibur is quite similar to Mjolnir in the sense of only those who are worthy can wield it and mighty power and shit like that. So, and I think you really play up to that because you've got to remember, Thor is mega famous in the world now. Yeah. So this drunken man pulls out this legendary sword and I'd like 
a bit of a bumbling idiot origin story, but with mega superpowers trying to stop crime in London, make it a proper East End Cockney criminal who's ruining the area that his school is based in. Right, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. With like a drug trade or whatever. And he tries to approach it as like a Thor because now he's got this all-powerful weapon that only he is worthy enough to wield. Blah, blah, blah. And then in like the back end of the second act, going into the third act, he realises he has to be his own kind of hero and rely on himself. Because while he's not always been lucky, he's always tried his best. Mm-hmm. And then what you get from that is, obviously he beats the gangster because it's an origin story. The gangster doesn't need to be that well written because it's an origin story. It's more about his character development. And I think that is how they then launch the British Avengers. <laughs> and then what that gives you is, A, it gives us the main Avengers, the British Avengers, which then makes it a ton easier to launch the West Coast Avengers. Right. Yeah. And also, it gives you the ability to bring James Gunn back with different characters and go, we've got a bunch of weird British superheroes if you want to try and make them work. Oh, yeah. Give it to him. Um, I haven't thought too much about who I'd want to play um, Captain Britain. Um, I don't know if any of you are aware. Let me see if I can find the actor's name. He was in Bridgerton, um, which was the Netflix uh, drama. I can, I can tell you who Google thinks is going to be Captain Britain. Who? Henry Cavill? Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't want him. <laughs> um, Literally, Simon Bassett. Simon Bassett? That's the actor's name. Oh, no, sorry, that's who he played. Reggie Jean Page is his name. He is English, surprisingly, with a name like that. I can only assume he's um, got a lot of fun heritage there with a name like Reggie Jean Page. Have you found him, yeah? Yeah. I think he could play the role I'm thinking of brilliantly. I'm I would be re- I'd be really keen. He's got he's 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 quite tall. He's quite he's got like good broad shoulders to be able to put on some muscle to play the superhero. And I think it could really he could really be used to add a lot of value to the MCU. Yeah, it would open up a lot of they, yeah, it just allows and them the, to expand even more. Yeah. And the beauty of Captain Britain is, like, he, like I said, he's a very little-known character. They can really rebuild him out they want, and have a lot of fun with it. But yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, they can I, definitely kind of play that into. Yeah. And while I'm not going to give this next one as much detail, I'm just going to say what else I'd like to see because I'm really feeling bad about leaving DC out. I'd love to see a good Martian Manhunter film. I was honestly, when you said we had no DC ideas, I was then having a thing and I thought I was going to say Martian Manhunter could be a yeah, DC option. They're, they're, he's, such, he's such a cool character. Maybe we'll discuss that next week, but we do need to move on. But yeah, no, he's, he's a really cool character. Yeah, I mean, from the little that we got to see in the CW shows of that character. Yeah. I really liked that, like, style of Martian Manhunt. I thought that was fun. Yeah. Okay. Next, we have something fun to talk about. Yes, we do. So, um, as we discussed last week, I have an unhealthy obsession with comics. And then shamelessly, I was trying to get anyone who listens to this to go out and buy comic books. We are going to make that easier for you. So down below in this, there is going to be a link that is going to take you to the Forbidden Planet website. <laughs> if you use that link and then buy anything from their website, you directly support us. While we are not a partner of theirs and we do not work for them, we are an affiliate. This is an affiliate program. Um, what we are going to do is, as you know, we do our character profiles every week. We are going to link a comic to that I think would work well for you to get to know more about that character if you like the character in the description. And you can click that link, go see the comic I'm suggesting. So this week, 
it's not going to be about Midnight Man. It's going to be about Moon Knight, which was obviously last yeah. week, um, which should help Same you world. get caught up before Moon Knight comes out. Um, obviously, there's no pressure for you to buy anything, but if you do decide you're going to buy anything from them, please do use our link because it does support us. If you randomly decide while looking at their website that you want something, but you haven't clicked through our link and you want to support us because you're a great person, if you go to our Twitter or our TikTok, we have our link tree on there. At the very top of that is our affiliate link, which will take you to the search bar on that website. So then you can type in whatever it was you wanted to get. You will support us because you've done it through our link and you'll get what you want. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a fun thing. What I will do is, because I'm going to be buying comics, um, I'll probably post on our Twitter when I receive a comic from them with a link to the same comic, if you like the look of it. And then you can read the same comics as me and go, Connor, God, you have horrible taste. Or you can go, Connor, wow, thank you for putting me on such good character. But, um... <laughs> yeah, I mean... but I, I think this could be really fun. It, it's a way for you to support the podcast while also getting something for yourself. And it's just an option that's there for you. Um, yeah, so, it's like, like most, co- like I feel like for content creators, it's the the usual kick. Like we get a small kickback, and yeah. in the, if I'm honest, I'm hoping that you go there to look at the comic we link, but don't like it, and actually want to buy the most expensive collectible that you can. Yeah, there's uh, a there's a couple of five hundred pound action figures on there. If you want to buy one of them instead, we're not complaining. Um, if, if you don't link- let us know, just make sure <laughs> like you click on the link first. And don't worry about having to like click out and go through the other link to go to the search bar. Once you go through our link, you can then navigate anywhere on the website and it'll still take it as we've directed you there. So don't worry about that. Um, but yeah, uh, we've, we thought this would be a fun thing to be able to allow you guys to do as a community. And we'll make this, we'll make this a thing when I'm, I'm going to be setting up some comic subscriptions now i have an income again um where i'm going to be getting individual issues um i'll post them on i'll let you know what i think about them i'm not going to just go oh this is great if i don't like it just try and get some money if i don't like the comic i will stop my subscription and i'll tell you guys it wasn't for me but if you like this maybe give it a go um but yeah i I think that's all we really have to say about that it just gives Um, us a way to link the characters we talk about, unless it's just link you to the comics, so you can, exactly. you can go and find out more. So, I mean, we've said, we've said since we started this, we want this to be an entry spot for people into the Marvel Cinematic Universe and DC Universe. I guess now we can be an entry spot for people into comic books as well. But yeah, it's like, it's that, this podcast is to try and kind of be like that blending point between people that have become fans of the MCU because of just how popular and big it is and kind of blend that into being able to teach you more about comics and characters that you might not know and stuff so um, also on the forbidden planet website they don't just do comic books they do in everything on there there's lots of video game based stuff there's some cool t-shirts that have fun designs on them i saw a pretty cool the batman t-shirt that i really had to fight myself not to buy (laughs) um but yeah, so go, I mean, if nothing else, even if you don't, even if you go, no, fuck those guys, I'm not going to use their link, go look at the website, you might find something really cool for yourself on there. Oh yeah, there's, there's so much stuff on their website. But we're not, we're not, we're not going to be shells about it any longer, we'll move on. <laughs> we're not um, did, you, did you have any particular talking points for this week, Corey? Um, no, other than kind of a funny point of, it's becoming a... A recurring thing that I'm bringing up, but Black Panther has now stopped production again. Has it? Yeah. Oh, I missed this. Oh, this is fun. Uh, this is something num- I didn't know about. Okay. A, num- a number of the crew, like literally days after it's died back up, like a number of the crew tested positive and they've had to stop because of COVID. So. I really yeah. hope they sort this production out. <laughs> it's, it's, it's becoming a bit of a meme now that this is just yeah, going and stopping. Obviously, I mean, Although we're both video game nerds, we have avoided talking about video games on this podcast. But when it comes to video games, I've always said I'd rather them delay production and release of a video game to make sure it's good. 
and I, I stick by that, but I always get nervous when stuff gets delayed a lot that it's going to end up diluting the final product. <laughs> I really hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. Because this this film is going to mean a lot to a lot of people. Um, and I really, really hope that the production issues don't cause the film to end up feeling rushed. I think... I, I, I hope they don't rush it. I guess, like, the bigger worry is Marvel is on a very... Like, they've got a planned timeline for years, and it's kind of like... It's going to make it... If this gets delayed so long, it's going to end up being like, well, the film's kind of out of point of where it should be in the timeline, but obviously you can figure it out where it lies. But yeah, so it's, an, yeah. it's an annoying situation for them, unfortunately. Yeah. Hopefully it resolves in a way that doesn't leave us as fans going, oh no, I don't think it would have been that bad had they not had production problems. Yeah. But it's just our good old buddy COVID ruining the world once again. <laughs> yeah, hasn't gonna work. Is nothing sacred anymore. So may- maybe next week I'll be able to let you know that they've started back up. <laughs> okay, but this has reminded me of something because I said, oh. like I said at the beginning, I'd had a busy week, but I had seen some things, but they've escaped my mind. Mm. The Secret Invasion TV show. Oh yeah, has started, started production. production, and some set photos have been leaked in the UK. Um. What I'm going to do, I'm not going to spout about it now because I will get stuff wrong. There is a comic book series about Secret Invasion, which we can only assume this show is based off of. I will do some research on it to make sure I get my facts right. And then we will discuss that next week. Yep, sounds good. Yeah. Okay. But that has started production. Samuel L. Jackson is back. Very excited. Which I think, if, if you have nothing, no other topics to discuss. But nothing that I've seen. Well then, that leads us to the superhero showdown. Yes. We don't segment. have. We haven't provided one this week. We've had. To, we've had to pick this one up. So what we've done is, I told Horry to think of a character. He would give me said character, and then I would pick a character who I think could have a interesting battle with. So, Harry, would you like to let the people know what your character is? Yeah, so I picked a character that I quite enjoy, but I know a lot of people, his only interaction with it is through the MCU, so that kind of has spoiled it for them. But it is Hulk. I really like the Hulk. And even if his origin film from years ago was not that good, uh, does not matter? Because we're talking about comic book Hulk. So, um... Uh, originally, when I sent the message, I was hoping you were going to pick someone a bit more street level so that we could get this down to brains. But, I mean, Hulk's difficult to beat. I think my best chance, without going for someone stupid like Galactus, who's just going to eat him, is <laughs> probably um, Wolverine. Logan, okay. the big bad. I will also go comic book version. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean... If we do get any comic book diehard fans in the comments, they might rinse me for this. This might be the first time I get absolutely torn apart. In the comics, Hulk and Wolverine have fought a lot of times. Yeah. I'm, pr- I'm pretty, pretty sure, sure you can have. get like annuals, which is just all the times they fought. I know for a fact one fight ended in the Hulk ripping Wolverine in two throwing his body far, far away from his legs. And then Wolverine had to, like, crawl because obviously he couldn't die. Yeah, He had to crawl all the way back to his legs so that he could then reattach himself to his legs. They've had yeah. some br- fucking brutal fights. I think you've picked... Because the, this is the thing, right? From my, my knowledge of Hulk is... He's pretty impossible to kill, and the longer a fight goes on, the harder it is to kill him. Um, because obviously, the longer the fight goes on, the angrier he gets, the stronger he gets. That's kind of like the Hulk thing. And I know from some, I'm pretty sure there's a at some point in the Wolverine comics that he has survived from pretty much just a drop of blood. Yeah. So as far as I know. Wolverine has like the second strongest healing factor. Yeah. 
the only person who's got a stronger healing factor is Deadpool. I was gonna say it's gotta be Deadpool. Um and the like as stupid it sounds, I believe the only reason Deadpool's is stronger is because it's almost like a muscle and him constantly having cancer that his body's fighting off is like yeah, making him stronger. Um but yeah, like Wolverine is basically impossible to kill. As well as Hulk, which is why this is such an interesting battle. No one's killing the other one here. It's just about who can keep going for longer. Yes, who walks away? Yeah. Um, ninety-nine percent broken. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm gonna. I genuinely believe this fight ends as a. The 50 50, this fight gets fought 100 times. It probably goes 50 50. And you know what? Probably going back through all the times they fought in comics, it's probably about 50 50 as well because they want to protect their character's strengths. So they yeah. would try and display them as even, which doesn't help either because you can't go, oh, that person always beats that person. <laughs> um, but it would be, I mean, give, give the best fight scene director in the world an unlimited budget and let us see this run out because it would be so much fun I know also for a fact R-rated. yeah I know for a fact Wolverine has survived by cutting strips of his own flesh off and eating them and then regrowing them so like his will to do whatever it takes to survive is is real good yeah there is so here's the problem with Hulk. Because of the character design, there's not really like a hard limit on his power level. Yeah, it, it's, it's, just... it's very much whatever the writer wants it to be. It's kind of just the so, whole... They kind of explain it as the angry, angrier he gets, the stronger he becomes. So it's just like... Yeah, some writers have put like a limit on that though. And gone like to uh, eventually he just stops getting stronger. And then some writers like, nah, fuck that. He's forever getting stronger if he's getting angrier. So if we go for the he's forever getting stronger, they fight for hours upon hours. Eventually the Hulk gets so big, so strong, so angry, he just fucking splits the earth in half of a punch. And I, I guess you'd have to call that a victory in favour of Hulk because Wolverine... <laughs> um, while Wolverine, I don't think, would actually die in the vacuum of space because his body would, like, keep him there. He would be, like, almost frozen in a stasis. Yeah. Can't really do <laughs> and much I, to go out of that. I, I guess you'd have to call that a victory for Hulk. But if we go to a limit on the Hulk, I think eventually... Like, adamantium claws, as far as I know, can hurt the Hulk a bit. Yeah. I think eventually, if he does have, like, a, a limit on how angry and strong he gets, I think eventually there's enough cuts on him that he kind of retreats, which I would rule as a Wolverine win. Yeah, I think... So, 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 I'm, I'm no, 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 continue. Um, I feel like if Wolverine can last long enough through the fight... Like just through willpower, what like can just last long enough that he can wear Hulk down enough that he like in a way taps out. Um. Then yeah, I think Wolverine wins. It's just that thing of like who it's literally who causes the other one to essentially tap out first. Yeah, because that's what it is. Not neither one's killing the other. The best they can do is immobilize them long enough to walk away. Um, but it would definitely be a close fight, and I think it's a fifty-fifty. Yeah, I think definitely between them two, it's just. So I think what this one ends up falling into again is a um, a fan decide. The 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 poll on Spotify if it works this week. Yeah, I just would like to preface that there was no poll last week because the. It didn't allow me to make one. It was broken. So, um, hopefully, the, the poll will work this week, and you guys can vote there. Whether it does or doesn't work, Go I will tweet out on the Twitter account a poll. Yep. Um, I'll wait until an hour after the podcast is out, so that hopefully it doesn't ruin any. I don't know if anyone would care about 
what the superhero showdown is being ruined. But I'll save it for an hour afterwards anyway. So if you're listening to this as it's come out, it's probably going live any minute now. Um, and you can decide who you think will win and go vote for them. Yeah, I think that's... Hopefully there'll be a poll over on Spotify, but it's like a beta feature, I think. So it kind of hit or mess if it works. Um, but yeah, also check the Twitter. It's one of those, like, I think it's kind of comes down to viewer viewer favorite in a way of like yeah and 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 viewer favorite between hulk and wolverine isn't no easy feat either no um especially for people like in our age in our age range as well um because they're two of the big names that every kid knew growing up even before marvel i i (laughs) love i would now love a live like Oh, for sure. I would I'd, love. So I'd love I would a live love action Marvel. version, but at the same time, animated gives you more options, doesn't it? Yeah, give it a bit of an anime twist on it. Just get the animators of um, Visions. Spider- oh, I was going to say Spider Verse. Oh, hey um, Disney, if you're listening, we won't sue you for um, stealing our idea. But if you want to do a um, uh, a series, an animated series of these superhero showdowns we're doing, go for it. What if? <laughs> what if season two, Hulk versus Wolverine? <laughs> Imagine. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think I think animated would work best. But yeah. I think that's about all from us. Again, the standard plugging. Follow us on Twitter, TikTok, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and whatever whatever listening platform you're on, whether that's Spotify, music, whatever. Um Follow us across there with cutscene convos on everything. We've now got our affiliate link. If you're going to buy something from Forbidden Planet, we would really appreciate it if you use the affiliate link. If not, no hard feelings. We won't even know. If you yeah. do use our affiliate link, tweet we'll us whatever it. you've bought. Let yeah. us know what you're getting. <laughs> um, there will be a link to a Moon Knight comic in the description of this. If for some reason the link isn't clickable on Spotify or anything, Go to our YouTube channel and it will be on there for sure. It will be working on that. Yeah, um, I'm sure we'll probably even tweet out the com- like the Moon Knight comic at some point. Yeah. So. Um, and what we will do is anytime I get a new comic or Hori gets a new comic, we will tweet out what the comic is with a link to it on the Forbidden Planet website so that if you guys decide that you trust our opinions, you can try it out yourself. Yep. And we can maybe get all of you addicted to comics as well. Whoop whoop. Pay for crap. I take no blame. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll pay for the blame. More comic book nerds is better. It's like having friends. True. Okay, that is all from us. Have a lovely weekend. And we'll catch you next week.